0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Ambassador Udina, I get the sense Commander Shepard isn't willing to let this go. There are serious political implications here, Shepard. Humanity's made great gains thanks to you, but now you're becoming more trouble than you're worth.
1: You bastard! You're selling us out!
0: It's just politics, Commander. You've done your job, now let me do mine. We've locked out all the Normandy's primary systems until for the notice you're grounded.
2: Nobody stabs me in the back, Odina. Nobody.
0: Hello, and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara-Treadway.
1: Creating some space again.
0: And this is episode number 16. And today, we are returning to the Citadel for the, I guess this is what, like the third time I think we've actually ventured back there? If, yeah. if if I, if i track right cuz we came back we came back one more time when we got the uh we had the inspection mhm and we did a few side quests so we're going to head back to the citadel one more time now that we have finished with Vermeyer. we still have kirahi and uh rentalo and and the rest of the the Solarian squad to drop off so let's go ahead and hear about what happens when we head back to the citadel The Normandy docks in the Citadel and Shepard heads to the Council meeting. At first, Eudena praises Shepard and the Council claims that the Citadel is ready for Saren. Shepard asks about Ilos and is disregarded, as the Council and Eudena believe Saren's threat to be mitigated. Shepard mentions the Reapers and the Council immediately shuts the discussion down. Shepard asks to go to Ilos and is rebuked. The Commander's insistence causes Eudena and the Council to turn on him Shepard is grounded on the Citadel. All right. So we lost the keys to the Normandy. Our parents took the the car keys away. (laughs) Super rude.
1: Uh, They they just take the keys away. They even put like a lock brace on it, you know?
2: Yeah. They booted the car. They booted the car. Seriously. (laughs) That's annoying,
0: but I, I guess now... Shepard doesn't seem like the type to be deterred by little annoyances like you don't have a, a spaceship anymore. And also, too, the Normandy's like too important. I think we can guess that uh, we're going to get the, sh- the the Normandy back in 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 uh, some kind of fashion soon. Here, yeah. But
1: uh, I'm also wondering, like, like when they see the boot, they boot the the ship down. They just have the locks on it. It's just like, can I just use the guns and just shoot those down? Can I just grab a gun, shoot, it, and just take the ship with me? Say, screw it, I'm out of uh- here.
2: I mean I think at that point you would then get in a protracted firefight with Citadel Security. So maybe that's like the least prudent option.
3: Yeah, Spectres have done worse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it might be easier to just get, you know, get somebody on the inside to hook you up. Yeah. I think
0: the more annoying thing here is that the council after all you've been through, it's still like, yeah, you're you're just making the Reaper threat up. It's not you're you're too you're too close on this. You're not seeing the big picture here. The Reapers aren't real. You need to step back.
2: I mean, I I never talked to the Council like after I got my Specter status, so it felt sort of merited on my part.
1: That's fair. <laughs> well, it's like like the the Council, I can kind of understand her a little bit, but Odita pisses me off. I'm like,
2: oh, he sucks, like, dude, Yeah, He's like, terrible. can you please?
1: have my back stop being a shitty thing this is why i'm never going to support you if you if it's like hey if you need some like voting thing somebody give you a recommendation you've just lost your recommendation oh screw yourself
0: yeah i remember in an earlier episode trying to stand up for you dina and yeah i take that back
2: yeah okay okay
0: because <sighs> yeah he just completely he just completely sells you out here and it's and for what like, like you know like you know Anderson, you know Anderson, as we'll see, Anderson, you know, is is ride or die with you. I think your your crew is ride or die with you, especially after all we've been through with them. Oh, for sure, at this point, and
2: you, Ud- you is entirely just,
0: you know, is he, is he trying to get brownie points from the council? Yes. Like,
2: what, like, he, yeah, he I doesn't mean, care? That's what he's doing. He's kissing the ring, like, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, all udina care like he's like he actually like he wants to help humanity. I think it's not really that he just wants to have the power. Right supposed to be the one in charge.
0: Which makes sense because you figure some, you know, kind of bootlicker like that is exactly the type of person who would finagle their way up to being the human ambassador. Right. The, they, you know, they're, they're going to keep kissing all the right rings and whatnot until they get to the point where they're in that kind of position.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they'll probably abuse their power terribly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, it's also like really with the council, like guys. I've been right about everything so far. Trust me for once. Every time you don't trust me, things seem to go really wrong. Well, but
0: I don't know. It's one of those things where the council absolutely should trust you. But at the same time, it it is from a gameplay perspective or like a a story perspective. It is a little bit more like, oh, now now, now Shepard's kind of behind the eight ball here. What's how Shepard going to get out of this one? Because not only, you know, not only do we understand the Reaper threat. Now we kind of know where we need to head to. Because really, if, if we didn't decide to stop by the Citadel, we could have just gone straight to Ilos, because we figured out where we needed to go before.
3: Yeah. The
1: the only good thing about this is it's still as dumb as the council is for not believing it, even all the evidence. It's very realistic to bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. They're all very dumb. Like, you could be just burning, you would be being, like, playing fire right in your face, and you're like, nope, nothing here. Nothing, nothing going to on. to see
2: move along. Yeah. So
0: let's let's move on here. So, well, we're stuck on the Citadel with nowhere to go. Let's talk about some of the side quests that remain on the Citadel, and let's let's get through these here. Uh, so, the first side quest I have is to uh, our final meeting with Conrad Verner, our super fan down in the wards. Oh, Conrad! So we catch up with him, and he tells us that he wants to be a specter, <laughs> and uh, at least in, in my conversation, Shepard told him to think of his wife and that he needs people at home to keep fighting. And then Conrad leaves. So, how did you guys deal with Conrad Werner now that he, he admits that he wants to be a specter?
1: I did the same thing you did. I didn't yeah. really change up my answer. I was just kind of like, like, ah, oh, Conrad, like, In my back of my head, I'm doing this. I'm like, dude, you're not, you're not ready yet. You don't really. You're just, you work on the Citadel. You don't do too much. You, it's a dangerous galaxy out there, man. We really need you just to stay back at home and just take care of things. Which yeah. uh, might have been a bad decision later on, but you know, we'll, uh. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, I pretty much, I, I think I wanted to yell at him, but if I yelled at him, then he would like not talk to me anymore. So I was, I very politely was like, "Hey, bud, no, no."
0: Well, the thing is, like. Garris is one of the best members of our team. And even he's like borderline Spectre material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, like I mean he you know he, he at least has the potential and you know probably needs more training. Like Conrad has shown no actual skill at anything except for just popping up when you walk by in a hallway, which maybe I don't know, maybe that helps him to like some kind of like stealth mission or something, like he can sneak up on people, but other than that, I don't I don't really see him as a
2: as a specter so yeah uh, uh, no no i mean he's yeah. just a guy with like a little bit too much like fandom going on
1: yeah and you you we see this a lot of times in really any kind of fandom there's just people who look up to somebody they think i can do that too and it's like it's not as easy as it looks as it looks on like the, the television or on the vids everything else it's kind of mm-hmm. like there's a lot of hard like a lot, a lot of hard training i think behind the scenes, you got to do before it actually works out. Yeah.
0: You know, everybody listening who thinks they can be a podcaster no, it's difficult work here we We train many, many hours to oh. be these podcasters, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the end of Conrad Verner in Mass Effect One, and it sounds like we all ended on at least a good enough note that he should show back up in Mass Effect two, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that was my entire right. goal so
0: all right, so then let's let's move on to the next quest here, which where you talk to you talk to shells who was kicked out of Flux because he was trying to record wins and losses. I think he's a Salarian, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. He was trying to record wins and losses at the casino, uh, and he had a device that would slightly increase the odds of a win. And so on my canonical playthrough, I said, yeah, I'm not helping you. You're a cheater. I'm just leaving you alone. I'm not dealing with you. But I did, like, scum save here just so I could check out what he did. Uh, There's a playthrough where uh, you can take the device and you go to Doran, who is the owner of Flux, and you can turn it over to him, and then he'll offer you some free Quasar on the house. And then if you go back to Shells and you're like, yeah, I gave it to Doran, then like he's just pissed. You can also take the device to Flux and record the wins, and then you hear a Volus, presumably Doran, uh, commenting on your luck as you play. And then uh, I, at that point, I switched machines so I wouldn't get caught. And then I, you can give the device to Shells, and he's excited. So, did you guys help Shells, or did you... Uh,
2: Tell him to go eat sand. I, I turned oh, him wow. in because it was funny, and Quasar is a boring game, so I didn't want to play a lot of it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, with the machine, you can cheat. You could. You actually can cheat just enough. And then, like I cheated until it was like almost time for like a, until I got the date. I'm like, all right, anymore, he'll realize my luck. All right, hey, here's a cheating device. Take it. The guy over there is cheating for you. <laughs> okay. So. So
0: you used the device, and then you turned it in.
1: Yeah, I got. I made sure got. I got some money. May not be the most, uh, nicest play, but I'm like, hey,
2: for all I the s- money that you needed. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shepard, Mass Effect 2 should just be Shepard, like retiring somewhere and like spending all this money on a nice, uh, retirement planet, like right. like Vermeer, actually. Uh, you, <laughs> like the nice beaches of Vermeier and get like a little house
1: there, kind of
2: cleaned it up That's, too. Yeah,
1: I, I think yeah. it's all that inflation in the next game, it's it, it doesn't worth much anymore. <laughs>
2: they They did make that better uh I, I think they improved the ratio from one to two because I, I walked into one with uh, like I had max credits in one and I walked into two rather with uh i want to say like a million credits or something like ludicrous. It was enough money that would, I didn't need money for the rest of the game
0: yeah my my problem so far in two has not been money but uh we'll we'll get to that when we get to two soon enough here
1: oh know what's what's the problem too. I'm a little curious to hear this later.
0: Huh? That's the other resources, but that's besides the point. I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't uh, scanned enough planets yet.
2: You haven't depleted every planet. What are you doing? I've
0: I've, I've depleted everyone I've visited. I just haven't visited enough yet. Oh wow.
2: Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get to that.
0: So, so then in this hallway where this hallway outside of Flux where Shells is, there's a, a human there named Elias Keeler, and he's a, a human negotiator, and he needs a mental stimulant, but he's over his quota, so he can't get it from the commissary. So Shepard Shepherd can get him help or call him an addict, and I did not have enough Paragon to encourage him to seek assistance. Nice. So I had to I had to you know like you know deal with it. So the, the two playthroughs available to me were either uh, I could go to Doctor Michelle back in the med ward who we we dealt with her back in uh, back right around when we got Garrus on our first uh, first visit to the Citadel. Now you go to Doctor Michelle in the med ward and buy the mental stimulant from her. Uh, and I also purchased a depressant at the time and then I gave Keeler the stimulant and he was grateful and went off or you could give him the depressant and he immediately takes it and gets drunk and confused and then Shepard could just yell at him to get better which is just such That's,
2: (laughs) that's what I did it
0: was great it, it's like the worst form of intervention because you like you you get the guy into a stupor, and they're just yelling at him like, yeah, like you think you got a problem? Now you got a problem. Go get
2: cleaned up, you druggie. It was I really enjoyed it. It like it was he was not happy with me either. No. You
1: no, know, for, for me, it's like I just I had enough paragon points. I'm like, hey, you need to get health. This is not worth it. I know you need to play hard, but it's not worth your health.
0: Yeah, because he, he, yeah, he gets all upset, too, because he's supposed to be negotiating with the, uh, I forget which alien races it is, but he's like, yeah, he's like, they're not going to be able to make the, the deal without me there. And it's like, dude, like, get your, get your stuff together.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously, like, got an addiction problem, but I don't think I actually it. helped him by, like, giving him a depressant, but it, I helped me because I thought it was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Shepard Shepherd just enjoying enjoying life and being a dick on the Citadel. <laughs> it's
3: a gate I mean, plays. That's, that's true, that is true. So um, yeah. Uh, so the- I don't know, just like Elias Keeler, the negotiator.
0: <laughs> so then the uh the next side quest here is for Charles Saracino, who he's down in the I think the lower wards. He's, like, standing in the one little pavilion area, kind of, like, yelling to anybody that'll walk by. And he's running for a spacer seat in Parliament. He represents Terra Firma, which is the, the humanist party. If you recall, uh, in one of our conversations with Ashley, uh, we, you know, like, Terra Firma comes up, and she calls them jackals that, you know, because she's like, I'm not I'm not a space racist like those people at Terra Firma. They're the real space racists. Right, yeah. Terrible. But, yeah, he 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 does not... Uh do anything to disabuse us of that notion.
2: Yeah, I mean he has a lot of weasel words, but it's pretty clear. I mean he's just like I'm for humanity's interest first, and then there's some other stuff he says where it's like, yeah, okay, dude. Yeah. I I threaded the needle on this one because I mean I think the renegade option is actually to endorse him or to join him, which like, no, I'm not about that. And I just said, now I'm like I'm a military member and I I don't endorse anybody. Sorry, bud.
0: Yes. Yeah, they give you a nice out of that option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that you're just like it's a, I can't do that. It's not, not allowed It's is part of my job and you you get that and he's like yeah, I guess I do get that. That makes sense. What, what do you do, kura Uh,
1: I actually completely forgot about this one. <laughs> and I literally cuz I'm trying to think like, ah, uh, what did I do? I imagine I probably told him to go screw off or something, but I I don't remember this quest at all. Actually, I'm not sure if I missed it.
0: You could have missed it because I mean, he's not. I mean, he's he's as I said, he's standing like in the pavilion area. The the I think it's the upper wards, right? Yeah. Lower wards. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and like I think there's a little bit of a crowd around him, but yeah, he is. He's not super obvious to. uh, He's not super obvious there, though. You kind of got to walk up to him.
2: Yeah, he's right. easy to walk by, especially if you rapid transit. Um, he's kind of in between the markets and Dr. Michelle's, so there's like kind of that long strip yes. you can walk along. But if you rapid transit, it's very easy to just never see the dude. Okay, yes. that's probably
1: what happened. I probably just skipped him by accident, I just didn't realize it.
0: And his name does come up in one of the news reports in Mass Effect 2. That's right. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, but yeah, so so generally we try not to endorse him, but maybe you did. We don't know.
2: Maybe you're a space racist. I mean, I don't know. That's okay, I guess, for you to be. For I, you, yeah. Yeah. If that's how you want to play your game, that's your fiction.
0: I guess in that case, you're just running around with Ashley and... Well, no, you have to run around with an alien after Vermeyer. Yeah, if you, you do. Keep Ashley alive. There's apparently a bug where you could... Not get Liara and not get either not get Garrus where you 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 just get Rex and then go right to get Tally and you don't get Garrus. And then you go when you get to Vermeyer or you, you let Rex die and then you're stuck with Tally, Caden, and Ashley, and that's it. And so when you are get Caden and Ashley stuck in the two locations you only have tally in your party and the game crashes because you, wow. you need one other person to your party yeah wow
2: hey, that's and... funny
0: oops <laughs> so i think i think they have since put in a fix that like you have to have every like at least one more alien in the party like you can't not do that but uh yeah apparently that was a problem like is the problem is that it's it takes such a specific playthrough and of course like 99 percent of the people save rex so they never right. get to that point but you needed to have everything go like in that one specific order. So, well,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm glad people actually like plays things in these weird ways to find these bugs. It's just like it's very funny. It's like, oops, broke the game.
2: Yeah, like they clearly, you know, why would anybody not have recruited aliens? Like,
1: yeah, it it would be kind of funny if they had like a missing gnome kind of play, a party member come in, because they got all screwed up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They bring Jenkins back.
1: <laughs> Jenkins just shows up like slightly with like gunshot wounds, but otherwise, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Zombie Jenkins.
3: <laughs> Shepard.
0: No, he'd be a he'd be a husk. It would not be fun. <laughs> but uh yeah, so the next quest I have here is uh for Finch, who's out outside Cora's den. And no, this was for me, uh, this is I think the Earth backstory side quest i don't know if you guys got this i did because yeah uh,
2: th- i was also earthborn
0: yeah because he, this, he's a guy from the 10th street reds that was with you and apparently kurt weissman was one of the reds that was picked up by csec and he wants you to talk to the turian guard to get kurt out and then so he's like oh it was just a minor offense that he had red sand <laughs> and then so you, as you've talked more you find out that the reds have expanded and they do salvage so they sound like pirates you go talk to the turian guard and you find out that Wiseman poisoned medicine for a Turian colony and millions of Turians would have died. So he's accused of a hate crime now, and the penalty is a life sentence.
1: Well, you know, we you almost kill millions of another species that is kind of a, close to a hate crime, or at least a, it's, some kind of war crime.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I, went, I was kind of like, oh, huh. Uh, I was fully ready to just bail this dude out or, or talk him out of it. And then it was like, hmm.
1: Also, also, before we okay. go on, I want to continue. The, the 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 penalty for all for almost killing a million is just life in prison. That's pretty lenient, especially for well, Turians.
2: Almost, he almost killed. a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He he didn't actually pull it off. I mean, it's still like attempted like genocide. genocide I, I kind yeah. of agree. Like that, that does seem extreme. Uh, to. Not that life in prison is a slap on the wrist, but I don't know. I mean, maybe the Turians are an enlightened society that doesn't believe in capital yeah. punishment. That doesn't seem true.
3: Yeah,
0: That does not seem at all right no. for the Turians. Yeah, yeah that, that's I what I it means. It's, it's, it's Turians. It like, oh.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, it was like, huh. maybe Asaris, maybe I kind of I be like, oh, okay, I can see it. But Turians?
0: Right. Being yeah. Like, yeah, just life. What's the Turian lifespan? Because maybe they're like... Uh, you know, like a human is like, you know, you're only alive for 60 years anyway, or 70 years
2: anyway, so really
0: it's not that big a deal.
2: I feel like Turians and humans have like roughly equivalent lifespans in this game. And I think they, they say like the human lifespan is 120 to 150 or something, you know, medical advances and whatever. Um, Damn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apparently uh, Turians is about 150 years. Okay. And I think uh, they actually, they share their lifespan with uh, with the humans, apparently. So it's, it's a pretty comparable.
0: So at this point, we go back to Finch, and now we find out that the Reds are an anti alien group now. Right. And he threatens to blackmail Shepard as being anti alien as a former member, even though Shepard is all about the alien love because he's like, I got, I, you know, surrounded by aliens, and I let Ashley die. So clearly, I have to love aliens. <laughs> and you can choose to pay him off, either five hundred credits or just shoot him. I shot him. So I he- paid him off. Yeah, that's fair. He was a jerk. Why'd you shoot him? Because he was a jerk. See, I paid him off because Shepard's rolling in money. Shepard's like, I don't need to dirty my hands with you. Just uh, take this, take this cash. Oh I'll yeah, I'll make it back. I don't even need to play Quasar.
1: I like your yeah, little description uh, the right there. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Because Shepard's a rich weapons smuggler.
2: <laughs> it's true. You can get like that five hundred credit profit you made from smuggling weapons on Novaria, and then there you go.
0: Yeah. Just clean out all those lockers and then bring them back and then you know sell them back on the. Uh, I guess on the alliance market, you sell them back to the the one vendor in the in the belly of the Normandy.
1: Yeah, I guess he is oh, a yeah. weapons market because like you collect so many weapons on this and just sell them or put them into like, who wants weapons?
2: I don't need them. All the weapons for everybody. Oh my god, so There's, many weapons in this game.
0: Mass Effect Four should be like a lower level sec guy dealing with the flood of weapons <laughs> on the market as a result of Shepard's activities. <laughs>
1: Oh, man yeah. i love i love when games do stuff like that too so i really hope that does actually happen or something that just reflects on the ridiculous amount of weapons being sold
0: yeah, there's, i mean i'm trying to i i don't know i i would i would love to go back if i had like the time and just count every weapon that passed through
2: shepherd's hands in this game There's so, like so many it's like hundreds right it's got to be hundreds
1: and no no and then, clearance or anything. i also checking where the serial numbers are, who these go, like... I don't need any kind of, like, paperwork to get this out. You can just go and just sell to anybody. I guess. Well, the thing... I mean, the thing is, you've got the perfect racket
0: because you show up as a, a Spectre, and you say, like, ah, you know, under my Spectre authority, I confiscate your weapons. And then you bring them back. You sell them to the Alliance guy. Maybe he, he's got a thing where he... You know, he, he maybe he files off the serial number or does something to to wipe the weapon so that it can be re, redistributed either into the alliance or maybe he's got a like black market fence that he's he's passing them through. Yeah, and then that uh, makes sense because th- th- how many times do we wind up getting into like a gunfight in the lower wards? Kind of
2: a lot, actually.
1: Yeah, quite a bit. Mass Effect Civil for Civil see- Seizure Simulator. <laughs> civil asset
2: forfeiture. Yeah.
0: Yes, that, that, that
1: that's the word I was looking for.
0: Well, that is true. They say, what is it? Like, the asset forfeiture is like how, like, some police departments make, like, 90% of their, their revenue from, from that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as we said, Shepard is rolling in money here, so, so yeah, so, I, as I said, I paid the guy off. We'll, we'll see if he, well, I guess you won't, Chip. you won't no. see if he comes back in
2: Mass Effect 2. No, he won't. He will not be back. But, uh. I don't even know who he I'm, is, so,
1: you know, maybe he'll appear for yeah. me somehow.
2: <laughs> what was your, what is your background? Uh, Spacer. Okay. Um, what was, so you, you have like a unique quest line. Do you remember yours from, from one? I forget what it, I forget.
1: I think I talked about it, didn't I? Okay. Uh, let me go double check.
2: Because I I've seen think episodes. the other one, these so the other background you can have is like basically a military brat. Um, and then you get to like, I think like have a vid call with your parents or something. Which is kind of nice,
0: yeah. You get to see Shepard's parents, yeah,
2: yeah. Wait, I, I don't, kind of I, I didn't know. That. I felt like
0: Shepard was always like formed in a lab, like he didn't. No. Actually
2: yeah, I know. It seems like it, but no, yeah. There's a there's a thing where you can just just talk to your parents. It's cute. All right. Well, you're looking that up. Let's move on
0: to the next real little quest here. As you're walking around in the presidium, there's a couple, Rebecca and Michael Petrovsky. Oh my god! And you find serious. out like it, and you just kind of stand there, and you overhear them, and then you just like, sh- like, "Hey, I'm Shepard. I'm just gonna get involved in people's conversations for no reason because I don't have my I don't have my ship anymore, so I got nothing else to do. Can't can't help the re you can't fight the reapers, but I can get involved in domestic disputes.
2: Yeah, and, uh, yes, yeah. This is such a I mean, this is such a ridiculous side quest. Um, these two bickering about you know treatment for I, I don't know. It, it's just. It seems so weird, like you're saying, Nick, to just kind of walk up to these guys and be like, or, or you know, this this lady and this guy, and and say, "Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll solve your domestic problems." I have you want my advice? A complete stranger. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: he's a complete st- stranger in in uh, you know Specter gear, so he, he, you know, his opinion carries weight. I suppose,
1: yeah. but- unbiased party, right?
0: Yeah. So Rebecca's husband Jacob died of a rare heart condition, and she's pregnant with the baby. And the baby could have the same heart condition. So Michael is her brother-in-law, and he wants her to undergo gene therapy, but it might be dangerous. And so you kind of have to walk them through, should she get the gene therapy? Should she not get the gene therapy? How are you going to handle
2: that? Right. Yeah, I... Oh man, I don't remember. I feel like I just yelled at them and told them to get their own acts together. Yeah, I think I, I told Rebecca that or I
0: said like basically like Rebecca should decide how she wants it to be because it's her baby.
2: That sounds that sounds like what I said.
1: Yeah, I was torn between this one because like I'm more like, well, it's your baby. You should have a choice. It's not his 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 uh, right to really make a decision, but also it's probably a good medical treatment to take care of a child, like to get make sure you don't have the birth defect, make sure it's actually things go well. It's, very similar to have given the kids vaccinated and everything else and make sure they got the proper shots and everything, you know? So it's kind of like, uh, which one do I choose? I think I like rolled a dice in my head and just like said that she has a choice in it and all, but still I was like, I'm not really sure which one I should choose.
2: How'd you roll a dice in your head?
1: I have dice in my head, don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> okay. Do they make noise like when you walk, or how does that work?
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of rattles. Neat
2: they just like you just pop out of your ear if you, mm-hmm. you
0: hit them too hard uh, but they they do pop up in later games i will say because uh yeah i was actually i was putting my notes together for this and i was playing mass effect 2 and then like i'm, I'm standing near a, a couple of mass effect 2 and i'm like wait what are they talking about yeah and then I look at their names and i'm like and i look at my notes and i look at their names i'm like no way
2: <laughs> yeah it's fun it's fun to see them like show up it, it's cute uh is there like an outcome in this quest where you give them bad advice and their kid dies? I don't think so. Okay, I don't either. But it just it feels like it could be. But I I don't I don't think it actually matters. I think like as long as you render some sort of verdict, they just roll with it. Shepard should just be like, "I'm single. I got a ton of money. I'll come 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 here.
0: I'll be the baby daddy.
1: Absolutely.
0: Just let them live on the Normandy."
1: So I double checked. Apparently, I also missed the unique quest for this game. Oh no! You missed what game? What quest? Uh, my unique quest for being a spacer. Apparently, I just it was oh. it was also on the Citadel. There was uh, I was supposed to let me if we pull it back up. Supposed to speak to a uh, lieutenant Zabelta on the out there about my about Shepard's mother.
2: Okay, yeah, that's the that's the spacer quest.
1: Yeah, he asked for like twenty credits. He's down in his luck. He's staying on the Citadel, but he can't afford a ticket home. So uh, Shepard can give him either money or refuse and get Paragon points if you give him money,
3: or you get renegade if you say no.
1: Yeah, apparently I just, I just did. Apparently just said, Screw it says screwed to the Citadel. Just fast traveled around everywhere and missed these quests. Kind of annoyed right now. <laughs>
2: that's oh, that's a shame. That's a shame because they're good quests too. Mm. Well, it's like there you got to go back to your old save and then replay everything from there. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. Okay. So then okay, then there's a third like background quest that I also just don't remember apparently.
1: We're so good at making sure we get everything, aren't we? I uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> we're we're good at making sure we get everything except for the stuff we missed. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so, the next quest I have here is for Helena Blake, uh, who, again, I think she's on the Presidium, and she approaches Shepard, and she's like, yeah, there's two warring crime bosses that you need to take out, and she's working with them, but things have gotten out of hand, and so Aya Shepard was like, you're, you're just trying to set set up to for me to take out your opposition, and then you're going to turn around and kill me, and she's like, no, no, I would never do that. No, we're cool. Right. We're cool. Don't worry. And so there, she says these these are two uh, crime bosses. They're red sand dealers who sell their junkies to the Batarians as slaves. And so let's let's just jump ahead here a little bit because you do need the Normandy to finish this side quest here. Um, so the first crime lord one is on Mag- Meve- Me- Mevignon in the Han system in the Gemini Sigma cluster. Great Poupon. Sure. <laughs> great Poupon. Uh. It's a cold, snowy, but not heavy snowbag rocky planet. Uh, there's a base on top of a small mountain. You ride up in the Mako, you take out the three turrets, you enter the base, you kill a bunch of Krogans and Turians, and then you take everyone out. Straightforward. Crime Lord number two is in Clensol uh, in the disk system in the Hades Gamma. cluster. it's a frosty planet. There's a mining station tucked into the mountain. Uh, you get up they're up high with snipers. They're they're able to pick you off as you approach or travel around the surrounding points of interest.
1: Well, they have snipers, but uh, hmm. I mostly just run them over with the Mako. But uh. yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah gonna, you can you you can pick them off from the Mako, so it it works out very, very well.
1: Also, what's with crime lords of the frosty planets? Why didn't one have frosty and one have like fire? Just have like a little, little dual paradise. Like, nope, we're both icy.
0: Because they were in like a cold war with each other. Ouch. <laughs> <So,
3: laughs>
0: Badum <laughs> bung, yeah. So uh yeah, so you kill kill the Mercs and the crime boss in the mine, and then you go to the Fortuna system in the Horsehead Nebula on the planet Amaranthine, uh, a rocky windy planet, you find a base in the middle of a barren valley, and then Helena is there and she announces that she's the new head of the syndicate. And so you have the choice to try to arrest her or just kill her. And yeah, yeah. uh yeah, I tried to arrest her. And it ended up in a firefight. And we killed her.
1: Yeah, I, I talked her dad and said like, "This is not a good idea." You and she, she just basically like, "Oh, okay." She like basically just disbanded her mercenary group.
2: Yeah, I did the same uh with my uh, um intimidate choice. Did
1: you guys watch uh
0: What if this week the the T'Challa Star Lord? No, not yet. I'm going no. to later.
1: Uh, but I do like how the, her, she's announcing her new fortunes in the Fortuna system.
0: Yes. Although it's just, it's one of those things, like, again, this is one of those things where like Shepard is able to just come in and just by talking to people, just be like, hey, we're just going to make this all work out. And I am just on the power of my charisma alone. I'm going to make sure this all works out and everything is great and copacetic, and I'm going to make a better universe by talking to everybody one person at a time.
1: <laughs> you, you did make a better place. You shot them. Well,
0: yeah, only because she wasn't going quietly.
1: <laughs> That's what I'll
0: Right. So, yeah, you, so you had no choice, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. I, th- I think this was one of those, like, I, okay. could, I could either be like ineffectual shepherd, being like, okay, I'm going to arrest you, or, uh, or just gonna be like, okay, yeah, I know I'm gonna be an effectual shepherd, so I'm just gonna start shooting.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, I just. Or I guess the
0: other the other thing is just to let her go, just be like, okay, you're clearly gonna do what you want. I have no power here. Yeah. Go.
1: I kind of, I kind of yeah. like for a renegade option. I don't think it's full. I'm just like, hey, I'll let you go, but you know, gotta let me in on the take.
2: Yeah, I wanted that too. That's kind of what I was hoping for. And the renegade, unfortunately, like the intimidate option is literally just to intimidate her and be like, look, do you really want the heat that I'm gonna bring? And and she's like, no, I don't. I'll be good. That's if anything, she should have approached Shepard and been like, look, like bring your smuggling
0: operation in under my wing. We've got experience with this, you know. You, right. That you could diversify. You're not just getting you know money from all the weapons you're bringing in. Maybe you get a little cut from the Red Sand stuff. We we have way more buyers than just the Alliance, so we could. You know, get get your stuff all over the galaxy. You're not going to be, you know, funneling all these weapons into like CSEC or something. You know, no problem there. It'll be dispersed across the galaxy, so no one will notice as much.
1: Yeah, question for you guys: What, how do you feel about the morality system in Mass Effect with the renegade and Paragon? I kind of still feel like they don't really let you go one way or the other. It's really s- not too exciting either way. I'm not sure how um, you guys are feeling about it.
2: So we'll probably talk more about this in two uh, when they add sort of like the quick time events, basically, uh, which I think helped a lot. Yeah, I kind of it's it's unfortunate, like the number of times where you can you can still make like different choices, but the the red and blue options in dialogue, like they end up being basically the same thing phrased two different ways, kind of too many times for my liking. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my problem is that it's always the upper option is the paragon and the lower option is the renegade, Mm -hmm. and so even if like you're not sure like which way they're trying to push you, you know, okay, like if I go with this option, this is sort of the good option. If I go with that option down there, that's sort of the bad option. And I like it more. I've played some other games where they change up where the different choices are, and so you don't always know. You kind of actually have to think. Like, wait, 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 wait. What's actually, like, the Paragon here? What's actually the Renegade? And it makes it a lot more interesting for if you're trying to, like, if you want to role play as opposed to just, like, min-max your stats. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like, where, you know, if you're going through and you're you know, going to always take the Paragon option, always take the Paragon option because I want to max that out and, and you know, see all that. Um, whereas you're like, oh, no, like, you know, try to like even now, like, trying to play a Shepherd in between... I still know, like, yeah, that's the Renegade option, and eh, that's the Paragate option, you know, which, you know, and I often find myself being like, you know, I'm just going to take the middle option. I'm just going to see what, like, you know, can I like, advance the story without actually
2: taking a stand. Right. Um, I but th- then again, though. I liked it at the time. Like, I liked that it was obvious, like, it, top option blue, bottom option red. Like, I like that I know that. I think, um, I want to say they did this starting in Dragon Age 3 uh i i think where they started to label the options with like a heart or like uh you know there there were different icons basically that that told you what Mm -hmm. that dialogue choice was going to do and then some just you know obviously didn't do anything um right and i think they did that they brought that to andromeda i want to say as well uh and and i i like that because i want to know like what i'm picking because sometimes like the forward summary of of what you're going to say, I feel like, doesn't really match up with what you actually say, um, and so I'd like to know. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me. Like I, I was happy with it at the time.
0: Sometimes it feels like too. Like you pick. It doesn't matter what you say. Like Shepard says the same thing, and maybe the inflection is slightly different.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Shepard said it nicely. Yeah, like, yeah. Shepard said it aggressively.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of, like, the intimidate choices. Uh, There are some places where the charm and intimidate are are legitimately quite different outcomes, but there's a lot where it's just charm is you being nice about it and intimidate is you saying the exact same thing, but kind of like a jerk would do.
0: Like, you're you're brandishing your gun when you intimidate.
2: Right. But it works. I mean,
0: Shepard is a very intimidating character if given the opportunity. Oh, for sure, yeah.
1: Guns are also very intimidating as well, so... And and
0: a Krogan and a Turian all armed to the teeth behind you. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So, yeah. so let's head back to the Citadel now uh, for the our, our last side quest here is that we talk to Dr. Michelle, as we mentioned before, because uh, we go to visit her uh, to get the stimulant or the depressant or both for uh, uh, Keeler, as we mentioned. Uh, and when we get there, we find out that she's being blackmailed, that she was fired from her last job for giving supplies to small clinics and now someone is blackmailing her. She needs to deliver the supplies to Moreland in the wards market. So we go and talk to Moreland. Uh, he's being monitored by the Krogan blackmailer, and we get into a firefight with the Krogan, and we, at least I killed him. Uh, oh, yeah, and I killed he him. Mentioned that he, yeah, he mentions that he's working for a Baines, which I guess is Armiston Baines. Uh, and then you go talk to Dr. Michelle again to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I did not actually kill him. We actually, actually got the fight to get calmed down, and he just like gave me the name. Like, "Yeah, it was Bane's. Don't worry. Like, I really didn't don't care the guy. Don't like him. Like, here. Here's his information. Just get go get him." And it's like cool. "Thank you for being a uh, very cooperative."
0: Yeah. So did you did you actually track Bane's down or
2: No. I don't,
1: I don't think I tracked him down.
2: No. I I this I feel like this side quest has like no um no follow up. Yeah, there's like no resolution. You you stop the blackmailer, and then I maybe Bane's comes up in a later game, and I just don't remember. But it's it's definitely like it, it felt very sort of incomplete to me or incomplete. Now I got Now I'm looking this up because I want to know uh, whether you do anything with Bane's. I, I really feel like you don't though. Like I feel like I did this quest, and then that was it. Yeah, and I, I think this was
0: something too that I, I know I like went around and checked like every every planet to see if I missed anything uh, before I, I I went on the final the final mission here that we'll be
2: getting into shortly. Yeah, actually,
1: there is more for Bane's.
2: Oh wow, yeah, I'm I, I pro- the, we're probably looking at the same thing.
1: Yeah, this is where I forgot about that. I'm like, I know there was something else with him. It's uh, if you talk if you if you ask Anderson about Bane's, he asks you where you've heard of where you, where you heard that name. Yes. And he only, ch- he decides to change his mind, he like, a uh, you, you don't want to know about that. Cause apparently they found Bane's dead for some time, but though no one really knows what knows about it. His corpse was found on a derelict ship in the Sparta system. But beyond that, the rest is classified. They can't tell Shepard Moore. He says, uh, talk to Rear Admiral Kahoku. Cah- the, the, when he goes to talk about that, the Marines who found the body have disappeared. They're now missing.
0: Oh, so it sounds like Bane's ties into Cerberus, then, doesn't he?
2: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, yeah. So, um, this that I think that was my problem is that I did that after I had uh done the Kahoku stuff and he so he had died. Yeah, I
1: did right. this before the, fir- the like earlier in the thing before I did a lot of other quests, so it, it kind of completed differently for me. I'm like, I forget there was more, I'm like, right, there was.
3: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. the observers can't shake them
2: seriously i also i didn't even know you could do this but you, in mass effect 3 you have a choice between dr Chakwas and dr michelle to join you on the normandy i didn't even know that was a thing oh yeah uh and apparently if if dr michelle is on the normandy her and uh engineer adams have a conversation about banes so huh yeah didn't i didn't know you could do that that's I just, interesting. I would never leave Doctor Chakwas off my team. Are you kidding? Like, please, right. Uh,
1: yeah, he's kind of an interesting character because, like, you like a you never actually meet Bane's or that we know of, but you hear him in passing a lot of times as it was tied to Cerberus. So,
0: yeah. So let's let's move on here. Let's hear about what happens when we go talk to Anderson about non-Bane's related stuff. <laughs> Shepard meets with Anderson in the Flux Casino and begins explaining what's gone down. Anderson is on board with Shepard going to Ilos and is willing to break the law to free the Normandy. Shepard can decide whether Anderson should use Eudena's computer or break into Citadel Control. Shepard returns to the Normandy and awaits the signal while Anderson either decks Eudena or stands off against CSEC officers. Either way, Anderson accomplishes his mission and Shepard is free to head to Ilos.
2: Well, you can ask him where Admiral Kahoku is and even when he's... In long dead, he'll tell you, "Oh, hey, just go up to, uh go up to Citadel Tower, and he's hanging out there." Like, no, no, I don't think he is. No, no, he's, he's, no he's pretty dead. Yeah, you know. he's he's on that one,
0: he's on that one planet on the floor. Yeah. All right. So, which way did you guys go? How did you have Anderson approach the situation?
2: Uh, I had him punch Udina in the face because it made me very happy.
1: I also had him punch Udine in the face because, you know, that makes me, it me great joy to watch Udine just be like, Addison, what are you? Poof, oh.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think, I think we went three for three on that one.
1: Yeah. I, I did, uh, what I did my, I did another playthrough, just like, I saved Scummed a little bit because I was like, what happens if I have him just go through the decks? And it goes very differently
2: than I expected. Yeah, it's oh. not good for him. No, he but he he
1: comes out like a badass
0: though because he headbutts the Turian and then like he's he's getting shot at the whole time while he's typing into the console. He's yeah. firing back. Like Anderson, Anderson could have held himself on the Normandy. Like, oh, he for he sure. could have been like one of the people on the crew there. And, well,
1: he uh, was. He was originally the commanding officer of the ship. True, true.
2: true. He, but he's old. But he's older now. He is older, but I mean, he was also a Spectre candidate. You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah,
1: and it's. Like I kind of liked watching. Like I didn't like him getting shot at. I'd be like, "Oh no, don't kill
2: Anderson yet." Well, I mean, they literally can't. So he has plot armor. So you know, yeah. you you can't make a wrong choice here. I don't know if there's like some. Uh, I, I don't think there's any repercussions. Like if you send him into CSEC and he gets shot at a bunch, I feel like there's there isn't ever a point. I wish there was where he sort of says, "Hey, um, you kind of got me shot like a lot, and I wish you hadn't."
1: Yeah. It kind of feels like at least the not going through, going to Anderson, going like, like, going through Adina and not CSEC is the better choice, mostly because you punch Adina, okay, your Adina's mad at you. They had some you know, some prods your bosses. You hit C-Sec, you're now having problems with the Citadel and the Citadel Council now. Right. So you got some other, like, just wed tape. This was just, like, just cute. You're just dealing with humans. No problem there.
2: And he gets to punch Udina, so and you know. he gets
1: a, that's a bonus. It's a wonderful bonus.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, he doesn't get well, shot. Wonder, <laughs> well, does
0: he have some kind of diplomatic immunity that, like, because he should be in like a CSEC cell after that? Right. Yeah. Like at least, like if he punches Udina, Udina's gonna wake up, and I think I don't think Udina might call CSEC or something, but CSEC's gonna be like, "Well, okay, this is an Earth dispute. Yeah. Like I ain't getting involved here." But no, like if you attack CSEC that way, like they're gonna throw you in a cell. Mm-hmm. Which later on on the Citadel, not a great place to be.
1: Well, I I, I, don't, I think you're crazy. Citadel's the safest place. Nothing will ever bad will ever happen there.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, let's 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 get into that. So, so as we said, so you know a- Anderson, you know puts in the codes to release the Normandy. We we we're back on the Normandy. We head off, and now it's time. Let's go to Ilos. All right, so yeah, so next time we'll pick up with Ilos. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing and thank you for listening. We are at Squad Goals on Twitter, also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash mash those buttons.
2: Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at W D, that's the word double, Y-E-W D E E. And here on the Mash Network on our bi weekly show Wondrous Sales, where we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh Kura, where can folks find you?
1: Oh, they can find me. Talk on a. Uh, my brain just stopped for a second. Give me a second. There we go. You can find me on Twitter at Kurabars K U R A B A R A S or on Twitch.tv/slash Kerbara. and then you can find me on the Mash Network. Talk about Apex Legends on our weekly drop, our weekly podcast, Dropping Spicy, and that's at Dropping Spicy. As well as uh, you know, sometimes I pop up on other various shows. Curry, is that, is
0: that what happens when the dice in your head roll a natural one?
1: Yes, it is what happens when it rolls a natural one.
2: <laughs> you, yeah, you rolled an int check and it did not go well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's like I've just got back to work, so I'm just like trying to keep everything straight up there.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, and I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn of the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community at Discord, no, uh, discord.me slash mashthosebuttons and email us at Goals at mash.gg. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. and Visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content, as well as to patron-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support. Stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Curra. I'm
2: Nick, and I should go.
1: This is my favorite podcast on the network.
2: See you, Commander.